comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to The Black Box. You know, it's a partial team Tungeon re- reunion. It's not the whole family, but it's still all good because we're here to talk about some uh, some stuff that's been going down in music and some other things in the world of hip-hop and pop culture. And on the line today, uh, we have uh, Julian Lytle. He is the creator-slash-artist of Ants, a Glyph-nominated artist, um, podcaster, movie critic, a man of the people. Uh, Julian, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good on this rainy Sunday. I'm doing all right. And also... On the other line, his nickname is Dr. Cake Ramaray. He is also a blogger when it comes to hip-hop and pop culture. I'm a man of many talents, and the man that introduced me to uh, to Danny Brown and Joey Badass and the Run the Jewels LP. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Taylor Pithers. Taylor, how you doing? Not bad, thank you very much, sir. How are you boys doing? I'm good. I have no complaints right now. <laughs> I have none whatsoever. None <laughs> yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, man. The reason why we got together today... Um, the reason why we got together is because by the time this episode airs, you know, this music will probably be like, you know, probably about a month or so old, but it's all right because music is forever. So it's something you can talk about forever. And Big Sean cut a song called Control that also featured K-Dot, a.k.a. Kendrick Lamar and and Jay Electronica, who I thought was actually last time I saw him, he was on the back of a milk carton because I didn't know this brother was still cutting rhymes because I want that album. Mm-hmm. I want that album, but that's mm-hmm. all right. That's all right. You can do what he want. He a grown-ass man. But the thing about this track is that everybody was talking about that blew up the airwaves and even, and even other forms of media that have no idea about the functions of hip-hop, USA Today. Um, they talked about in, in the in the song Control, Kendrick Lamar comes in and he has this intro and then he talks about how hip hop needs to step its game up and that he's also the king of the West Coast and East Coast. And he also specifies in the rhyme, he gives credit to the rappers that he feels are great. So he puts that out there. But then he goes on to talk to talk straight to rappers such as j cole who he said who he called jermaine cole once again j cole gets punked so easily um calls him out by his full name along with big crit wale Pusha t meek mills asap rocky drake big sean j electronica tyler and mac miller and he says i have nothing but love for all y'all but i'm trying to murder y'all and i'm trying to make sure your core fans never heard of y'all That just brought out like all this quote unquote controversy and all these people like cutting like diss tracks on K-Dot and things like that. And I just wanted to convene some of the Team Tundra family to uh, to talk to talk about this. And I want y'all's opinions on it because like it's it's reaching like young hip hop heads and older hip hop heads. Like this is like true barbershop talk in and out of the barbershop when it comes to this track. So. I want y'all's. I want your opinion on it, and you know what? I will start with Taylor on this one. Okay, okay. Um, 
look, first things first, I'm shocked that it got so big so quickly. Like, literally from... It dropped on Funk Flex's show the night before. Now, where I'm I'm awake a bit earlier than you guys because of the time difference and stuff, from the morning that I woke up, so we're talking four to five hours after the track dropped, Twitter and the internet was just absolutely crazy like talking about oh have you heard this new k dot verse have you heard this new k dot verse and i hadn't heard it at that time because i was at work so i went went into my lunch break <clears throat> excuse me and listened to it the first time and you know what it's really good it's it's a great verse on uh, otherwise decent tune I've got no time for Big Sean personally. Um, I'm a big fan of Jay Electronica, but as you stated before, Sean, he's um, he's missing in action more often than not. Um, and Kendrick slays it. I'm, I'm not surprised by that. Um, what I am surprised about is the reaction, not just of fandom, but of the of media at large. To ha- I can't even quantify how they're like this. This rap is the savior of hip hop, as if. There's been no rap music from I don't know from the day Biggie died up until <laughs> now. Everything in the medium just doesn't exist. Like, and I, I was I was a little bit annoyed at that, you know, because it's it's a great verse. It's it's a fantastic verse. On a to be other like it's an okay song with a great K dot verse. I think as well that a lot of it's been taken out of context in some shape or form. Mm-hmm. Now he's he's going very very hard naming names, yeah, but. It's not like it's not like the same way it was in the mid nineties when you know when the real East Coast West Coast beefs were going on and real horrible things were being said. Mm-hmm. I think this was just a you know it, it was a great business mind. It was an, and it was a great business move from Kendrick Lamar. Look, everyone is talking about Kendrick Lamar. Not that they needed to be because he was already in the upper echelons of the rap game at the moment. But boy, oh boy, he's he's definitely sparked the interest of the community. But I don't think he's necessarily done it on a personal level. Um, because look, let's be honest, he was supposed to release a record with J. Cole three months ago. And he goes hard on J. Cole. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really know... I, I just don't really know. I'm shocked that it actually happened. Um, props to him for shouting out the people he did who are the top boys in the game. I'm surprised. Like everyone knows, Andre is one of the greatest MCs ever to have lived. Yeah. But not many people recognise him as such. So props for Kendrick for that. Yeah. But I don't know, man. Like I, I'm sorry if I sound so deflated about it, but 2013, this summer alone, we've seen the release of Run the Jewels. We've seen the new Joey Badass. We've seen the new Bishop Nehru. We've seen Jesus. We've even seen whatever your opinion is on it. We've seen the new Jay Z joint. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar has not saved hip hop. It didn't need saving. Like I don't know. I'm just a bit lost. I think it's kind of people are saying that it's a game changer, but but the people who are saying it's a game changer. I feel need to listen to a bit more varied rap, you know what I mean? I think the billboard charts are packed with the same cookie-cutter MCs, and maybe that's what Kendrick's trying to get at. I don't know. Maybe I'm rambling. Maybe I'm just not too keen on it. I don't. You know what I mean? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. But props to Kendrick Lamar. Props to him. But for it to be the greatest lyric to be heard this last decade, this year, this summer, I find hard to believe. about a little bit off from, from Taylor. He's kind of in the future, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Funk Flex come on at like from like nine to like midnight or something. So he five hours for him. It's like it's already morning time and it's up and the, and the internet goes crazy. So when I I listen to this verse, I mean, you know, you check the social media and you hear the verse. It's like, oh shit, ninety three is back. Like the young cats give a damn again. Like oh he actually he named the names of all the high people out. So I didn't read USA Today because USA Today, I don't pay attention to nothing they talk about. I did end up reading the, the Vulture joint. I was like, oh, that's cute. A bunch of people who talk about movies all day is going to try to talk about rap music. <laughs> like, you, you know what the hell is going on. Um, but like what I paid attention to was like there was this big division. It's like there's the younger cats who ain't never seen stuff like this before. But Because like, let's be honest, we ain't seen nothing this crazy since Jay-Z put fucking... Prodigy shit up on a summer jam screen. Oh, that's why Since it's been a big deal. <laughs> yeah, like, and that don't really count. <laughs> I know, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm playing yeah. with you. <laughs> or, or to be a little bit current, to be ten years ago, we ain't seen this since Fifty Cent ended Ja Rule's career. That's yeah, ten yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. So now we got kids who were little kids listening in the club. They're now 15, 16, at that prime rap age. You got people in their 20s who was, you know, 10 years ago in middle school, in their prime rap age. And that's the last time they seen, like, somebody really go at somebody. So to them, this is new. But for, for us, this is like, oh, shit. Not only does he put the top five dead alive above himself, he then goes out, names all his peers... And one person I don't think he should actually fuck with, which is Pusha T. I'm just saying. Pusha T. You know what I'm saying? That that he's Mr. Perfect. Let's be honest. You know, you really don't want to jump in for the belt against Pusha T. You gotta be really ready. You know what I'm saying? But he named he names a lot of names who and they all deserve it. Like I don't wanna hear you talking about popping mollies. I don't wanna talk you pushing this fucking drug shit when you know you ain't gangster. I'm gonna kill you with fucking lyrics. I wanna take you as like Drake, you think you know no you know new friends? You started for the bottom? Alright, bet. I'm gonna murder you on the mic. Go in the booth, I'm gonna kill you in your fucking song at be a day. Jerome Cole, I'm gonna murder you in your car. Like, out, we'll buy bottles, we'll have a good time. But it's like fucking it, it's the dunk contest. Motherfucking Jordan and shit with dap up Dominique, then go out and do a fucking 360 women bong. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. He's like, yo, this is a competition. This is what this is what this is about. I want to be the best around. He wants to get to the upper echelons. I think the big thing that really hit people up is that he called himself the king of New York. Not only he called himself the yeah. king of New York, right? He called himself the king of both coasts. Yes. Yes, yes. People ain't seen that shit since Snoop kicked down the buildings. This shit is real. He's like, oh, no. So, see, New York rappers get all crazy because, you know, hip-hop is still kind of... And it came on Funk Flex's show. Yeah. Let's be honest. Funk Flex knows how to start a controversy. <laughs> so, it comes yeah. on. He's dropping bombs. And Kendrick Lamar's like, yo, I want to hear bombs over this. I need Flex dropping bombs on this. So, that's like the first line of his verse, Flex drop a bomb on it. What Flex do? <laughs> <laughs> that means it's like oh shit oh shit he's dropping bombs it's ready yeah. so it's like it's official it's like a table flip he ends the verse on some fucking Eminem non doesn't make sense storyline shit this is say like this is my lyrical prowess it's not 
Taylor's right. It's not the best rhyme ever. Nope. It's not. It's not a goat. It's not the goat verse. He ain't the goat. He ain't saving rap music. But I think what he officially did is brought it back to a lyrical competition. And this ain't really about K. Dot and. And people older to him, like when I see like Talib talk about it, it's like they don't even take offense to this shit. Nope. It's like they're from a different era, so it's just almost like, yo, you, this this is the, the taking up of the current school. It's like the first time when fucking John Cena went on some ruthless aggression shit and fucking smacked the fire out of somebody. That was the moment when you was watching wrestling, where it's like, oh shit, the, the Stone Cold shit is over. We about to get some whole next new shit right now. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. Like, that's why I think it works. I don't really know. Like, if, if you don't really know rap, I really don't want to hear you talking about rap. Yeah. Like, like a lot, a lot of people talking about it, like you 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 listen you listen to blurred lines. Like, go go sit down. You don't even know what T.I. say in the blurred lines. I don't want to hear you talk about the intricacies of a freaking Kendrick Lamar's verse. You have no you don't know about him talking about Paul McCartney and Transformer and Satakans and how I'm walking Cortezes and the white tees. Most people don't even know what Cortezes are. I was like, how do you not know what a Nike Cortez is? It's like the best soccer shoe ever. Mm-hmm. But I'm just yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, hopefully it gets everything pushing. You know, it goes back to the last time we talked. Like Meek Mill, like come on. Yeah. Come on, we Meek Mill is mad. Come on, he's slacking. Yeah. Come on, if it if it gets Meek Mill to do a good verse, we doing all right. Yeah, exactly, you know <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and and that to me and to me that's what this was all about. This wasn't a, this was essentially a listen. Y'all need to do better, period. And it's and it's not at and it's not toward like the older generation. It's toward today's current radio play generation of hip hop artists. Like it's it's more towards them. You know, because like now, granted, like I know in my in my hood, you know, Tyler, the creator doesn't get played on radio, but Mac Miller gets played. Big Sean gets played. Drake gets played. ASAP Rocky gets played. Meek Mills gets gets played. Pusha T might get played on a late night mixtape. Wale gets played and Jermaine Cole gets played. And I'm still laughing at the fact he just named him Jermaine Cole. He didn't say J. Cole, Jermaine Cole. He called out his name. <laughs> but and the thing is, and the, but the thing is, Julian is right. He's not picking on on those folks. He's just telling the game it needs to step up because right now, in a lot of in a lot of aspects, as far as mainstream hip hop goes, it is extremely lame. Okay, there's great music out there. Okay, there is great music out there, but on the whole. A lot of these cats are lame. A lot of these cats are like when I was watching the um, Young Guru Ninth Wonder video, them discussing this. You know, they're talking about how it's like basketball and how, like Julian said, it's like, yo, you know, Jordan would like, you know, Jordan was cool with everybody, you know, with most everybody he played with, come over to the house, eat some dinner. And then later on, he was going to put 50 on you, you know, because it's not a, you know, it's, it's more than a game because Jordan wanted to be the best. So what's wrong with, Kendrick Lamar wanting to be the best and making everybody else step their game up to stop putting out whack shit. That's see, I don't have a problem with that. That's why like that verse was needed. Is it the greatest verse? No, but it was needed because I think in a lot of aspects, rap music has become mad complacent, you know, because it's now a standard. It's an industry standard. Now, remember, even about 10, 15 years ago, you still had executives saying that hip hop was just a fad. Okay. It's 
like it's in the core of music it's in the core of everything it is like hopped into almost every single genre of music known to mankind because even all these other genres have borrowed from hip-hop in many different ways i'm not just talking about beats i'm not just talking about beats themselves but they have borrowed elements from hip-hop that's how powerful hip-hop is and for so much of this lame-ass shit to be coming out from people that who are who are actually talented but don't put out quality work. Like, you know, Wale says he has a lot of haters. I'm like, no, you just don't have a lot of quality work. <laughs> That's true, man. You, Preach you, on him. Preach you, on you him. Know? Like, true. He's, he's mad. He's like lackluster. Like, it's, he's, he's potential. He, is, he has skill level and people like him. But, like, I can't get, I can't get through a whole Wale song since Nike boots. Yeah. Like, yeah. it bores the fuck out of me. Like, this ain't. Uh, like for really Folarin for real? That's what that's what that's what you coming with. That's yeah. that's that's your hottest shit, huh? All right. Yeah. Bet. I'll go listen to K Dot again. All right. I'll. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But not only that though. And I know some of y'all already said y'all can't mess with Big Sean, and I can't either because I just I don't think I don't think the talent level is up to par. I think he's like a double A. I, if this was professional baseball, um, you know, for those in the UK that don't follow Major League Baseball, for those that, that they aren't, it's going to be a really bad metaphor for me. That's, that's I what, don't have a clue about baseball. That, that's what I'm about to explain it to you. I'm, I'm, I'm explaining to all, all the non-sports people out there too. There's Major League Baseball, and then there's a minor league system. And in minor league system, you have all these different levels. Triple A is the highest before you can get to the major leagues. Okay, so there's the major league leagues triple a double a single a and rookie ball okay now you have all these different levels and like a lot of rappers fall in between these levels big sean is like single a double a Ooh, oh wow Ooh, to me lowest. to me he's single a double a you want to know yeah. why you want to know why here's here's why you don't let somebody murder you on your own song you don't even weirder Take the song to Funk Flex as your cast off on your album, knowing full well that you're going to get body done it anyway. That's yeah. that's some baffling shit. I've like, got to be honest. Like, you're like, how you le- how do you how do you leak that? Like, he not only did he murder you on your own song because that's happened. Let's be honest. Yes. Jay Z got murdered on Renegade. On Renegade. Yes. By Marshall Mathers. Yes. But it's the only feature on a fucking classic album. Also, he didn't call Jay Z out. Like this dude actually called out the other two people on the song on the verse. Mm-hmm. Like people don't even listen to the rest of the song. My homeboy Sean Cosley told me they just play his verse on the radio. Mm-hmm. They cut off Big Sean and Jay Electronica's parts. Yeah, then not they only, just play the verse. Not only that, no, no, no. Not only that. Go back and like look at like as far as the lyrical content. Go back and look at the lyrical content. Kendrick has a bridge before he even starts rhyming. Okay, yeah. so basically he's like, you know what? I'm going to set this up. This is a new song. That Big Sean shit you just heard does not exist. Here's the bridge to clear your head of that garbage you just listened to, and here we go. This is essentially his song. Like I said, yeah, some people have been murdered on their own tracks before, but not to this extent. Not to this way. I, I believe I, I I agree. You know, not. I also, to, that's, go ahead. Sorry. Oh my bad. I was like, also I think that you could tell. <laughs> That Jay Electronica wrote his verse way before Kendrick wrote his verse. Because I think if he wrote it after or they were in the same room, the Elohim would have came with some serious shit. <laughs> I'm just <Yeah>. saying, like, <laughs> it's Jay Electronica. Like, 
Yeah, because he ain't got an album out, and he still got people talking about. Yeah, he's the nicest cat of his of his era right now. He got one. He got two songs out. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I can see exactly how that whole scenario played out. So you got Jay Electronica. He's sitting in some mansion somewhere with all these English socialites and the Illuminati and stuff, <laughs> and he gets. He gets a quick phone call from Kanye West, and he's like, look, look, Jay, like, please, can you hop on my boy Big Sean's track? Jay Electronica, obviously, he's like, who? Who the fuck is Big Sean? He's like, I'll tell you who Big Sean is. He's he's $50,000 worth of Big Sean. Come and hop on this track. So he quickly records, say, a quick throwaway 16 and sent it off to him. Like, the, like even I'm skeptical if they're in the studio at the same time as each other when that tune was made. Oh, so I I'll allow Jay Electronica, you know what I mean? Like, I totally agree. He probably wrote his lyric not even knowing what Kendrick was coming up with. So, right. well, But you know what, you boys, uh, especially what you said before, Sean, you raise a valid point. Um, I think the thing about the song as well is I don't think it's necessarily who he's calling out, like, specifically. I think it's more these are the guys who are supposed to be representative of the biggest selling artists in the rap game at the moment. Right. It could have been anyone else. You could have swapped them in with anyone else. It was just whoever was hot at that time. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think he went at them. Um, There's a couple of people he didn't go at. um, And there's a couple of people he did go at that I was a bit surprised at. But, you know, he's got everyone talking doing it. That's one thing he definitely has done. The other thing about it is this was also discussed in the um, Young Guru Ninth Wonder YouTube video about this song. Is that like they were like they were saying, well, you know, you can't see the thing is you can't criticize. You can you can crit you know, you can critique and criticize Kendrick's verse, but the thing is is that normally if somebody like if a um if a rapper who was like very underground and everybody loved but didn't sell units made this verse, everybody would just say, Well, he don't sell records, so it don't really matter. Well, Kendrick Lamar sells records. Okay, he sells records. He's and he's got people backing him. You know what I'm saying? He's got Dre in his corner. Okay, so he's got like all like all the credentials that like people try to throw it throw at other folks when they make verses like this. Say, well, it doesn't qualify because he doesn't he or she doesn't have anything. Well, he's got that, and so like so that argument's automatically thrown out of the window, and then take into consideration the fact it's like you do a verse like this. And I agree, and I agreed fully with uh, with Young Guru and Ninth Wonder about this. You can't bring like a diss track over this song. You can't. It's just you. You can't. Not during. Not not during. You know. You know the Kendrick's part. You can't do a diss verse or like a response towards that because you know what? Nine times out of ten, the people who are going to respond to it don't have the lyrical. You know, the lyrical tenacity. And, and like pure power that Kendrick had in that verse. Once again, not the greatest verse in the world, but power-wise, it makes a statement. And a lot of these rappers' best verses are, you know, verses, not songs. A lot of these rappers' best verses aren't that many. Um, you know, for, as far as like a lot of these newer cats that are upset or trying to um, make diss tracks. And yeah, he said he's the king of both coasts. Once again. I don't think he says that like out of ego. He says that because he's like, listen, if you think you're that fucking good, bring me some lyrics. Because otherwise, I run your town. Yeah. You- yeah, I feel you. That's why I was like, yo, the only person on that. Well, I can't say because, you know, J Electronic is J Electronic. Mm-hmm. But Pusha T is the problem. 
Yeah. It's Pusha T is the only person on that. That's why I call him. He's like the Intercontinental Champion or TV title. Yeah. Because like he's not the heavyweight. He's not with Hove and Nas and and, and like the the greats. Right. In terms of being known, but like if you if you listen to what he says and how he says it, he's the most. De- First of all, he's probably. Fuck it. I'm putting it. On, I'll put it on. He's one of the top five best crack rappers ever to exist in all of rap music ever. Mm. Yeah, man. You could possibly say him and his brother are in the top five. It's like Cool G Rap, Hove, them two, and probably somebody else. Like, really, no one's fucking with the clips. So it's just like, in terms of the only responses I give a fuck about, because, you know, a lot of the responses is from people way lesser than, in terms of not even that. It doesn't matter how skillful they are, right? But in terms of their, their reach and their, their presence, is this like Drake might say something? Who cares? I, I don't even listen to Drake's music. ASAP Rocky can't bring it. Wale can't bring it. Crit could be possible. J Cole, you can't take seriously. Mac Miller, you he's a, he's not a, he's kind of a joke. He's a joke, but he's a joke. Like like really, Mac Miller, Big Sean, no, Meek Mills, no. But Pusha T, if he comes out with a response. Motherfuckers gonna debate that response for a week. Right, right. Because oh, no, there's gonna be people like, yeah, it's yeah. not that hot. But then there's gonna be people like, did you just hear that random simile between words, cocaine, some random food thing, pushing weight, Bugatti? It's like, it's gonna be some crafting shit that you will listen to and be like, fuck. And then you just like, and then motherfuckers are gonna be talking about it for a week on some fucking dissertation like this is Meet the Press. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, look, I totally agree. I think the uh, the one name in there that was misguided was Pusha T because, look, uh, again, take Jay Electronica out of the equation because, to be honest, I, I just don't think Jay Electronica really cares about the rap scene. But if you take him out of the equation, Pusha T is definitely light years ahead of everyone else on that list when it comes to lyricism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, there's an argument. If you, if you take the track of uh, Kendrick Lamar's telling other people to get their game up, there's an argument for every rapper on that list, bar Pusha T, mm-hmm. yeah, they should get their game up. And that's why the Pusha T one was so odd. Like, You notice he don't like other people who are making a bit of a name for themselves who he doesn't name. Like, He doesn't name Earl Sweatshirt because Earl Sweatshirt's lyrically miles ahead of the rest of that batch that's why like the push a t one struck me as really odd but uh, again i agree i think as well you know there's no chance of um any return diss tracks being successful in my eyes because kendrick lamar maybe not because of the verse itself but more the impact he's had on the community any response is just going to sound like spiteful and childish compared to what he's done yeah like he's he's actually done something that like no one can return on him it's crazy and i think that's that's partly because of the lyrics and also partly because of the way that this snowballed into this giant cultural thing it's like there's no doubt this is the most in one well maybe not the most in my eyes but one of the more important things to happen in the rap game this year and it's just a verse on a big sean track how crazy is that yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly exactly medium sean <laughs> medium sure that's what i'm saying yeah like the, the, you know what i'm not gonna lie the other one that that was weird to me was the tyler verse was the tyler call out i'm like yeah like i like tyler the creator but tyler the creator has his own thing but in a certain way just like jay electronica he doesn't fucking care mm. and he really doesn't have to care because he's like the new rizza like 
people might have tried to take shots at RZA back in 93 and 94. But RZA, and I love the RZA, he's not the best MC in the Wu-Tang. But oh, he right, doesn't. But, but he's up there. I'm sorry. He's, he's up, well, I'm not saying he's up there, but I'm just saying there's a certain layer. He doesn't have to be the best. He's the leader. Like Cyclops ain't the most powerful X Men, but that motherfucker tell all the other X Men what the fuck to do. Like yeah. he got a show. He got commercials. He's making things. All oh, his entire team is dope. Freaking Frank Ocean's dope. Sid the Kid is dope. Earl Sweatshirt is dope. Haji's dope. Like, every the yeah. whole team is dope. Like, that's strong. So it's just like, it's interesting to call him out, but in a certain way, his entire audience is different. And to a certain way, he's probably never going to respond. Because he's probably going to make a fucking movie and just be like, let y'all motherfuckers see what y'all can do that. He's an industry that, himself. Like, like, it's the new Wu-Tang Clan. Like, literally, it's the new Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. It's our future clothes. It's like, it's a movie. It's like, it, like the, the black hippies are like a collective of just like nice dudes who go at each other and make themselves better. Hmm. But like, our future is like an entire like lifestyle or some shit. Like, I've been listening to it for like three or four years now. I still don't, like, I still can't totally understand it. So that was a weird call out. It's cool. I'm surprised he didn't call out. It's interesting he didn't call out Danny Brown. Because some of these people in here are, are, are big in terms of lyrics and critical acclaim. Like, like Big Crit ain't a big selling artist. No. But he has mad critical acclaim. Yeah. Yeah. His mixtapes, you can't fuck with Big Crit's mixtape. That's like, he's like the new soul of the South right there. Like, and not just one part of the South, like the entire South. He's like, Ghetto Boys, Three Six Mafia, Outcast, and everybody putting a blender. It was interesting to call him out. I, I just think, I just think for the most part, I think some of these cats should not respond because some of these cats will not have the lyrical capabilities to respond to something like that. You know, it will not end well for them. <laughs> no, no, it won't. It will actually end up making them worse. Instead, they need to go to school, study up, and put out better quality work. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. And like the many genres of hip hop change every single year okay the flows change every single year but like you got a lot of those cats that get put in that record you know with the exception of push a t because push t is like like to me one of the fiercest and scariest like mcs out there all right it's like you know like his like i said his form of storytelling is so just dude there's some like frightening ass shit like in in his lyrics he could just be talking about i'm going to go walk down the street and he will like find a way to make that the hardest shit ever you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go down the street, go grab me a Snapple, and it will be the hardest shit ever. I'm just like, I can't fuck with Pusher T. You know what I mean? He's he's that hard. But I just, I just I just think that people, like a lot of these artists, need to do better. There's just so, there's so much complacency in music, and granted, that goes back to radio, you know, being the major bullshit fest that it is right now due to, you know, a few companies owning all the radio stations. So you get the same shit all the time. But yes, we do live in a new generation where a lot of people don't listen to the radio and they find alternative methods to listen to music. So that's a good thing. But the problem is, is that a lot of those cats that got put on that list get played on the fucking radio every day and the shit's garbage. Yeah, man. You know, uh, for, for me personally, the best response for, for most of the MCs on 
that list. The only response that these guys can do is to release, a, in old money talk, a four and a half mic album. That's what they need to yeah. do. That's yeah. the only way they can really respond oh, okay. is to go back to the drawing board and their next album to blow everyone's like blow everyone away. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's no, no, the no. only way they can respond. I, I agree with you 100. percent And that's why, like, because um, like I was doing some research for this, I found out that Papoose cut a diss track towards Kendrick <laughs> Lamar in, in regards to the talk because because Kendrick said he was the king of New York. <laughs> and this is what's this is what's funny because like Papoose like rushed the stage of Summer Jam when Kendrick performed and then come to find out Kendrick Lamar played a role in that, you know? And so, cause like he was supportive of Papoose's career. And now, you know, Papoose has flipped his take on Kendrick because, cause you know, Kendrick Lamar declared that he's the king of New York. Okay. And so to which then Papoose says, even if I wasn't from New York, I would respect that enough to not say that I was the king of a place that I'm not even from. I had to just represent for my city. It was defending my city where I was born and raised, blood, sweat, and tears. I felt like all y'all media outlets and award shows and different platforms, y'all make these dudes feel like they're greater than what they are, and it ultimately ultimately leads to a situation like this where they feel they can just disrespect everybody like that. And I didn't think Kendrick Lamar was disrespecting anyone. He's just basically stating a lot of facts. And he's saying, get your game up. But yo, that's that's New York. I know, I know it's New York. If you, all, I know. all the diss tracks right now are from New York rappers, right? Or New York area rappers. Buttons got one. Jo- Joel Ortiz got one. Like all the main ones are New York rappers. Why? Because when you like to be the king of New York in rap is some shit. It's like that's that's some important shit in rap. Like. You can't just go around willy-nilly saying you're the king of New York because only certain people can literally say they're king of New York. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it starts, you know what I'm saying, when the title, I guess, really came about with people on wax. Is Biggie really basically calling himself the king of New York and calling himself Frank White. Like, that's when it came a, a big deal, I think, in my opinion. And then you could say, technically, after it, there was a nice little battle between, let's say, Nas and Hov. Hove one. You could be quite honest and say, technically, the king of New York is Jay-Z until he actually decides to stop rapping. Because hmm. even if you don't like Magna Carta, it doesn't fucking matter. He goes outside, he gives someone a cosign, they're blessed. He gave Kendrick a cosign, and motherfuckers was like, oh, shit, he jumped on, he jumped on the remix, the bitch don't kill my vibe. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. Hove did it. You know what I'm saying? That's a cosign. He's the king of New York, but literally on some playground shit right now, you know, all, all the rest of these cats, you can, to me, Jay-Z is on another level right now. So if Kendrick want to say he the king of New York, all right, then let's see a new, actually Bronson had a great tweet response. Say all they could do is blame themselves. Okay. That he could come in and say that he the king of New York. All the New York rappers do is play, blame themselves. Wow. See, but you know, the, okay. you know what? I've got to be, a, sorry, man. Um, Obviously, his sales ain't up there, but if anyone's going to start saying that they're the king of New York, who's actually in New York at the moment, someone like Action Bronson probably would have had a shout. Lyrically, there's not many guys who are currently in the trenches like he is, doing music like he is. But what you were saying about Jay-Z before, Jay-Z is truly like the real Frank White nowadays. It's like you don't see Christopher Walken doing dodgy shit in King of New York. He's a top <laughs> boy. Like he lets his lieutenants do the do the do, do the moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
He's he's a top player. Real real G's don't have to do moves like that. And that's where Jay Z is right now. He's he's on a different planet to everyone else. Regardless, again, what I agree with what you said. Regardless of what anyone thinks of Magna Carta, you know, he really is. Jay Z's arguably along with who Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, and and Jesus, the biggest pop star on the planet at the moment. There's no one else that comes near. So, I don't know. Well, one thing I will say, I'm going to go back to this Papoose article, and this is where, like, when he says what he says, it, like, he, like, the validation that he says he has, to me, gets wiped clean because of this, of this moment right here. Um, this is from the uh, Hot Hip Hop, HotNewHipHop.com website. And he says, it says, Pap, Papoose was confident that his influence in his city is still strong. And then it says, quote, unquote, I'm the king of New York, he said. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just in New York. Nobody was talking about Will Papoose. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where, like, all the validity of everything you said before is void. It's absolutely void. Yes, I know people will say, other regions say, the South says the South going to stick together, and, and New York sticks together, and all this other stuff. But the moment you say you are the king of New York... Without technically having an album, just being an underground mixtape legend, you know, nobody's really heard you. How are you the king? How are, right. you, how are you the king? Exactly. You know, that... Right. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, look, Kendrick Lamar in... Sorry, go on, guys. Sorry. No, no, go ahead, because I'm just uh, flabbergasted, but he said... Uh, I was just... I was saying, look, look, Kendrick Lamar, in terms of who's getting played on daytime radio the most Kendrick Lamar probably is a king of New York I don't live in New York but I don't know but I know he's in the eyes of the UK he's arguably the biggest rapper again do you know what I mean and really to the untrained ear in the UK like all rap comes from New York do you know what I mean mm-hmm. unless you really know who the hub and Kendrick's killing it at the moment regardless of where he's from right we, right. we can't, it goes back to what we've talked about so many times in the past when we've had these recordings of the whole idea of being the king of anyone, of, of any place and being anywhere is rendered redundant in the day and age of the internet. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're in the day and age where you could, I can, living in London, I can go and listen to some local area MC from Detroit in 30 seconds. The idea of where you're from doesn't matter anymore. So maybe Kendrick is the king of New York. It's like it's like that old hip hop saying that's been going on for years. It ain't where you're from; it's where you're at. Yep. Period. But I but but still, I mean, I understand from like the New York standpoint because New York was the birthplace of hip hop. So I understand when people get defensive. But sometimes I think that people need to look at the context of the actual lyrics themselves. And once you understand. That this is just basically, listen, I'm not talking about you rappers that are actually quality and you are dropping quality regardless of whether you're getting hurt or not. I He's like, you know, Kendrick is specifically talking to those who get constant airplay and are supposedly in the forefront of hip hop right now. He's basically saying to, to a lot of them, y'all ain't really doing nothing. So step your game up. Now, so like I said, some of those on, on that list, like we talked about. They are doing something, but not all of them. And you know, to be honest, the biggest rapper on that list, successfully wise, like in terms of reach, is Drake that he calling out. Especially with all the stuff that Drake's been putting out recently in terms of his started from the bottom, Five in Toronto, Motions, Versace, 
all me and you know all that stuff he's been calling him out he's been really awesome like yo you can't fuck with me shit as of late you know what I'm saying I got my motherfucking Grammy best rap album of the year yeah you know what I'm saying Forbes list like y'all motherfuckers can't fuck with me and so it's interesting like you know Kendrick is on some like yeah but everybody was talking about fucking Good Kid in Mad City and mm-hmm. we probably got nominated if it didn't come out like a little bit after the fucking Grammy noms that was it was supposed to be in so yeah I kind of want to see K-Dot and Drake go back at each other. Because to be honest, those are really the two biggest names. Then you go down, it's A$AP Rocky. You know what? A$AP Rocky ain't got to be the king of New York. He the king of Harlem. And if you know Harlem yeah. people, being the king of Harlem is more important than being the king of all of New York. Like, Cameron was happy to be king of Harlem. Because <laughs> yeah. he's Cameron. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> king, that's some special shit. Like, A$AP is the king of Harlem in terms of rap shit. You know what I'm saying? So, A$AP Rocky's good. But he might respond. You know what I'm saying? Depends, you know? But, yeah, in terms of of reach right now, like, I want to see what... Because let's be, let's be honest, you know what I'm saying? Drake got an ego, and Drake kind of soft. He be taking... He be taking affronts kind of personally, you know what I'm saying? Like, he may not say a name on a record, but... You know what I'm saying? He'll put out a whole track on OVO. He might sing some shit or something. You know, I don't know. You know, like, I, I kind of want to see what's going to happen. That's what's going to make me laugh. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, what, what is what is Aubrey going to do? What is what is what is Aubrey going to do? <laughs> so, but, and, and to, be, to be quite honest, the reason why Papoose doesn't matter is that Papoose, like, I remember when he first was really blown up with fucking K-Slate, right? Yes. Like, yo, He's that next dude. He's that dude. And here's the same problem Cannabis did. You can write lyrics. You can battle. You can go bar for bar. But your ass can't make one fucking song to save your life. No one cares about you, Papoose. Work harder to make a song that reaches people besides people who like to watch ciphers and rap battles. Yeah. And you know what else as well? Adding to that, that, that hip-hop's a very, very masculine-based industry. You look at the biggest guys in the game at the moment, they can tap into that girl market as well, man. Like, Kendrick's got them tunes that make the girls grind. Drake has got them tunes as well that girls swoon over. Papoose is not making any records for no chicks. Yeah, yeah, Drake does, standard. But, like, Papoose... Was never making any records for a girl to pump on her on her CD player when she's in her car. No. He ain't selling units like that. Papoose is out of the game. But you know what? The one thing I was thinking, and you alluded to it earlier, uh, Julian, it will be interesting to see like the reach that Kendrick Lamar has, and the way we'll be able to quantify it is to see how many people are wearing black uniforms with Cortezes in the next few months. <laughs> That's going to be the real. No, seriously though, you know, oh. like. Like the black yeah, tee, black jeans, white Cortez. You're gonna see it, man. Like, like right. I was, I was really seriously thinking about going back to Cortez's, and then this song came. I was like, fuck, I can't wear Cortez's now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously, I, I guarantee it. You're gonna like even look. I'll, I'll, next time we talk, I'll, I'll count how many people I see in London alone rocking that look, because like. That sort of thing. I just literally, I was hearing people talk about Cortez's before I heard people talking about how he was going on at other rappers. Like, that was a shocker to people. Like, oh, he talked about Nike Cortez's in his verse. Oh, shit. Like, we'll <laughs> see what happens, man. I, I, uh, just sorry, uh, before I forget, 
I walked past uh, my, my local trainer spot yesterday. The new Jordans dropped and it got shut down. Big fights <laughs> outside my local trainer shop for the new Jordans. Oh, really? Now? Like, so, yeah, I don't even like Jordans. I just thought I'd drop that in there real quick. Like, I totally it's forgot real. about that. It's real. It's, it's scary. Like Mm. I follow the Twitter now, the Nike Twitter, because I bought some shoes earlier, and they they now announce shit on Twitter and RSV RSVP through Twitter. So they're like, "Yo, these Jordans, these black X is going to drop, especially the Jordans, and shit go crazy." Like, mm. and we have a Nike store now in in DC in Georgetown, right? I was walking around there to go see a movie because you know screenings for the family movies is on Saturday mornings. There was a line. Down the block of kids waiting to get some goddamn Jordans. I was at a, one time I went out real late. I was out middle of the city and there was a shoe store. There was kids with sleeping bags. What's some goddamn Jordans? <laughs> what? Yo, yeah, yo, see, yo, co- complete tangent to sidebar. Uh-huh. That's the market I want my fucking for my comics. People buy my comics. Yeah. Not you motherfuckers going to the comic cons dressing up as some shit. I want the kids sleeping for Jordans. Yeah. If I get those them- motherfuckers to read my comics, I'm winning beyond everyone else. Hmm. Yeah, them trainer heads are making comic fans <laughs> look bad at the moment. You know what I mean? They are. They really are. That is crazy. That folks are... See, the fact... Well, once again, it's something to where... Because actually, that's actually a good sidebar because you take Jordan, you know, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, who became a brand while he was still playing basketball, mind you, became a brand, you know, basically took over Nike. You didn't say Nikes. You said, did you get them Jordans? And sometimes they weren't, sometimes they weren't even technically Jordan shoes. They were just called Jordans. Okay. You know, but they were, but they were under the Nike house. And now Jordan hasn't played in forever. And they still make Jordans, and people know. That, I mean, the brand, the brand has like, it's like, it's like you know, Jordan is so mythical. <laughs> you know, he's like a living myth that did a lot of great stuff in basketball, but it transcended onto shoes. Because normally, like a lot of athletes, don't have that longevity outside of the game when it comes to a product. Okay, yeah, but Jordan can still drop new Nikes can drop new Jordans and folks will still go cop them okay lines see that's crazy because like you know where I live yeah Jordans are, are still a big deal but ain't nobody gonna be sleeping outside of a mall for some Jordans it's well I can get to some shit on with the malls I'm not even talking about yeah. the malls yeah okay I'm talking about just shoe stores out in the city see, first yeah. of all when I did that it was like two in the morning. I was getting a hamburger with some friends. We were just out late. The fact you see people waiting out for some joy at two in the morning is like, damn, y'all should be studying some shit. But the mall shit is dangerous. The mall shit, especially in this area, because there's such a, a mall. There's a lot of malls, especially you know in Northern Virginia and shit, that people get hurt. Because they trample inside the mall. Malls had to set up special things for these stores to get these shoes. Security has to be up. They have to put instructions on the doors. They have to open up the mall early <laughs> to open up the store early. That's why they had to create the RSVP system through Twitter. Mm. Because it got so serious. Like, kids was dying, y'all. Kids was dying over Jordans. Kids died. Like I'm not even talking like, oh, this was last year. I'm talking about a couple months ago. Somebody got shot for some fucking Jordans. Wow. 
Like Jordan, oh, I don't know if he know. He has to know this because he's a smart guy. But we, we talk about like hip hop. Like he's an important part of hip hop. I don't even think he really even listens to rap music. I don't because he's of that weird age group, kind of like Barack Obama. They were alive with it, but a little bit, a little bit too older that they didn't really fuck with it. You know what right. I'm saying? They were still right. into the Anita yeah. Baker, you know, you know, regular black music. You know what I'm saying? The R and B and shit like that. But like he's an important part of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like Jordan's mean something. Yeah, status symbol. Like before we was talking about, you know what I'm saying, Javinci, Louboutin, all the Gucci, all these labels. Shit, the shit about hip hop was fucking gold chains, Jordans, and the Acura. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had those three things. Yo, you was eating, you was you was drug dealer hot. You know what I'm saying? Like you the shit. So the fact that Jordan's become that important still within not even just black culture, but hip hop culture and urban culture and youth culture entirely. That they haven't been able to even replace because it was other hot brands when we was kids, like yo, Bo Jackson sell. Yes. Remember Pippins was but the fact it's like they still release some of those shoes. Because the kids are kind of reliving our youth, but Jordan's is still key. Like they came out with some red fours. It was all red Jordan yeah, yeah, I see him. And motherfuckers lose their mind because it was all red. Jordan ain't never wear them shits ever. Nope. But they all red. This entire industry just around Jordan. Yeah. Oh, and not only that, but um, we talked about this via text, Julian, that starting very soon, original starter jackets are coming back exclusively at Foot Locker. Don't get me started. I'm 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 seriously might buy that Bulls jacket and go get me some red fucking Jordans. I'm I'm seriously considering it. And go to New York Comic Con with the starter jacket, you mean- some Jordans on, and and a motherfucking tight New Era fitted like or some 1993 <laughs> shit. Like you ain't fucking with me. First three peep, my motherfucker. Y'all don't even understand this right now. Y'all kids. Y'all was babies. You don't even know. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying it, it, it's 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 just it's crazy how like our culture. The culture that we grew up in, and a lot of it which was inspired by hip-hop culture, like, is now being resold to us a second time at a much higher price. Um, because let's be, we got money. Yeah, because yeah, we we're do. older. Yeah, we're older. Now, not all of us got money, but I understand well, what now, you're saying. I understand. Compared what you're to being a child, you yes. know what I'm saying? Like you, we ain't gotta ask our parents. Like, yo, can I get this right. for school? No, we just like I could budget this in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not right. gonna tell the missus when I get home. That's my one. Is oh yeah, I'm gonna tell her it was thirty pounds less than what it really was. That's, that's <laughs> uh, let me hide this receipt. Hold on. All right. But no. No, but but, but you know what you boys oh, go no no please Taylor go ahead go sorry ahead. Sean you go no, I no, say no. you you raise a valid point but I think it's um I think it's part of the twenty year cycle man like see how eight to ten years ago everyone was on that flash dance nineteen eighties tip now we've got into that twenty year cycle that now twenty years ago was the early nineties and as you said the starter jackets are coming back Jordans are just ridiculous even to the point of like you look at some of these young buck mcs coming through like like joey badass is a great example like you're telling me he didn't listen to his mum and dad's native tongues collection before he started writing <laughs> you know what i mean like, but it really is like that now like that 20 year cycle we're now in that 20 year cycle of what's hot right now 
was what we were into in the early 90s. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a really weird but exciting place to be because, as you said, I can now afford the stuff. I don't have to ask my mum for it no more. So, you know, so you, you got the new start, you know, the, the rebirth of the starter jacket with Major League, uh, you know, with uh, NBA, Major League Baseball, and NFL licensing again. But, you know, it's not going to be on that Walmart shit. It's just, just exclusive stores will have it because you're going to pay for it. Um, you know, but this also goes to the other thing I wanted to rap about for a bit. The Stussy, because it is Stussy, right? Because I, I never, I always forget how to pronounce it. Is, is it Stussy or is it Stussy? You know what? To be quite you're, honest, you're, I've never, I never said it. I never said it out loud. You know okay. Well, for those listening, for, for those listening, it's a S T U S S Y, and I've always called it Stussy, but it might be Stussy. But they've been in the clothing game for a long time. Okay. And they make heavy duty clothes, man. Yes, they nice, do. Nice, nice clothes. Yes, they do, and they have come out with a Yo MTV Raps clothing collection, which markets classic hip-hop artists and it has the imagery from classic hip-hop albums from that period of time um whether it be queen latifah slick rick de la soul public enemy original gangstar like first album original gangstar um yeah and and like so much more and it's like the images from the 80s the late 80s early 90s and and we kind of had we we didn't have shirts exactly like that, you know. We had some bootleg shit, but this is like official. So once again, you're gonna pay for it, you know. Like these, the average the shirt T-shirt is thirty six dollars, thirty six dollars for a T-shirt, you, you know. Like and if I was like if I was a kid and like a mom and like my parents would sell it like thirty six dollars for a T-shirt, you better save up some money. But um, <laughs> you know, eighty dollars for a sweatshirt. So not only are you paying for the brand, you're paying for two brands. You're paying for Stussy, and you're paying for MTV, and you're paying for that imagery. You know, yeah. so you're paying for three things. So, like, because, like, I want to get that Daylight shirt. I want to get that Public Enemy shirt. I don't care too much for them sweatshirts, but, like, the T-shirts themselves, I, I kind of want to get. But it's just, like, I kind of, you know, it's like I got a market, and you know, I got a budget somewhere to cop those shirts. Because I got other necessities I got to pay for. But my whole point is, is that, we are at this phase where now I guess you can call it classic hip hop is now officially a brand, you know? And, and, you know, so I'm not saying how do we accept that because that's not the question. It's just, it's, it's still, it's, it's still kind of striking to me that it's now officially a brand. It's kind of like, it's the, okay, you've made it. You know what I mean? That's how it comes off to me. It's like, you've made it. You know, hip hop is official. Here's your classic stuff. There you go. It's here. You know, but like, yeah. but but then again, you know, we we have this, um, and we've had this for the last few years. Classic artists, you know, getting together, going on tour together, like Public Enemy, Ice Cube, um, oh, De La Soul, you know, and LL. They all toured together this summer, and I'm pissed I couldn't go. Cause like they were in Cincinnati, but that was the one day Ice Cube was Ice Cube wasn't on that wasn't on the ticket that night, and I wanted to see all four of them. But think about it, like especially like during the East Coast West Coast beef era, you know something like that would never exist. You know what I mean? But like, but some of those cats used to tour together back in the early '80s before you know before the East Coast West Coast bullshit. You know what I mean? So to but to get all them together on one stage 
you know, doing all their hits, it's like, that's fantastic. And people young and old gravitated to it. And even before that, when Daylight was doing that tour with, you know, Tribe Called Quest during that really rough time during the Tribe documentary, you know, they were they were doing that tour with Most Def and a couple other cats. So, you know, like I said, it's classic hip hop is officially a brand. And I'm not saying I don't know how to handle it because I think it's a great thing because people need to know what it is. And people need to recognize the sounds. But there's also a piece of me that think of people who just buy it and they don't know what the fuck they actually invested in. It's just like we're at the point where the golden era... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not the classic era. It's not actual, like, to me. You know what I'm saying? When I think old school, I can, like, run DMC and everything. But we're at the point where it's now, like, the nostalgia isn't for that. The nostalgia is the shit I grew up with. So it's, like, the the it's not even, like, new school. It's, like, post-new school. It's, like, really the golden era. Like, we get to the point where, like, yeah, yo, ready to die turns 20. Like, yeah, like end of the 36th. Doggy style, twenty this year. Doggy style, twenty. Like this is this is a crazy era. And midnight, Mar- is it midnight Marauders like twenty years old? Yeah, hip hop, hip hop hooray. Nineteen nineteen ninety three is twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's some great good albums. Like I think um, that one song Pepper Record with Shoop on it. I think turns twenty. Like like mad shit turns twenty, and it's just like that's the stuff. Like the the, the quote unquote golden era turns twenty, and so like like yo ended in ninety five. So there's like, and it and it's not a block. First of all, regular MTV is out of the business of showing videos. So yeah, excuse me if you hear dogs. There's dogs in the house, and when they something walks past, the listeners and people are going to hear it if you hear it. <laughs> but that being said, like, like all that stuff is going to be marketable because it, it's a state of like kids just discovering it, and us being nostalgic for it. Cause now we're getting to that point. We're getting close to middle age. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. now we're gonna get thinking about our past the way the fucking boomers did, and we was hit upside the head with '60s shit and and more Beatles and Dylan all the fucking time. Nothing against those artists, but I'm just saying it was force feeding it because they're the biggest generation. But like now we're gonna get nostalgic for like like the stuff that was hot. So yeah, I, I'm I'm I think it's dope that that. Stussy came out with this. Like I was like, what? They got they got people that won't buy Stussy because I'm not part of that type of. For me, Stussy will always seem like some some skateboarder, graffiti, alternative culture, maybe even West Coastish type of culture. Mm-hmm. But like, I missed the chance to get the Love and Rocket shit because they be putting it out. I missed the chance to get the Marvel shit. So I'm going to get the Yo shit. Yeah. I got the money. I'm gonna yeah. buy me a yo shirt because yo, yo was so important. They had their own trading cards. Yo, yeah, man. I used to have them trading those trading cards, man. This is amazing. Like what? <laughs> like rap was big then. Like yeah. it's bigger now. But then it was just like yo, like this shit was that shit was to quote unquote fresh. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like mind blowing to see Chuck D on a trading card. You know what I mean? And like even though even though MTV really really had to saturate it because there were certain people they couldn't put on cards. So mm-hmm. you got like 10 MC Hammer cards and like about 5 or 6 Vanilla Ice cards, but still 
It's amazing. That got hip hop got trading cards in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. In the early like 1991-1992, they had trading cards. Hip hop wasn't that old. <laughs> it had trading cards. I mean, I'm sorry, that, that, that's mind blowing to me. I mean, like we had literally just phased out of the era where like sports cards were really starting to blow up because it became a speculator game. Okay, mm-hmm. so that started to blow up, and like the the movie the movie uh, trading cards and TV show trading cards were on the way out. Like that was pretty much a dead market. But sporting cards like shot up because this was the birth of NBA hoops trading cards. This was the rebirth of Fleer basketball cards. You know, this was like the birth of Skybox basketball cards. This was the birth of Score. Score, you know, selling sport trading cards out the ass. It was yeah. it was insane. Pro set, everything. It, like uh, NFL pro set trading cards. NFL pro line trade. It's like and like hip hop was right there with it. You know, I would go to a because, like, you know, there used to be just trading card shops, period. Not comic books, like, because even comic books in the '90s had their own joints. But some of them had the combo with the comic books, the trading cards, and the video games that you could rent. Or, but like, mm-hmm. but like, you would have them joints that was just standalone. And like, there was a period of time where trading cards was like big business. Like, I'm talking like drugs, big business. And we used to have joints in my hometown. It was like five trading card shops. And all of them was eaten for like four years. And like folks would be just be buying stuff by the box. And like you would see like the latest box of like um like score football cards. You trying to get that um, you know, you trying you trying to like pick up an old box to get that Barry Sanders rookie that was worth two hundred dollars. And there was the Yo MTV Raps box set series one and series two, and like white kids, black kids was just digging into them grabbing packs and paying like a dollar a piece okay at that time paying a dollar for a pack of cards in like 1992 1993 was fucking expensive so it was yeah it was, it was you're right that was that was that was two games of street fighter 2 right there. yeah yeah that was two whole games of street fighter 2 yeah like yo like all that shit that 90s shit is was hot the 90s shit was a weird period i think that was the last original period of, of youth culture because it's like all these things hit. Like basketball is at a certain level of its if it's true competitive peak and popularity in the culture. Like the Olympics happened and the Dream Team first existed, and, and NFL was was really interesting. Like the Dallas Cowboys was the shit. The Forty ers was the shit. Like the players was really big. You know they were still kind of hitting people too hard. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Like baseball, did the strike ain't happen yet? So that shit was fucking big. Um, music was interesting. Like new genres was popping. Electronica, rap music was still was 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 blowing up. House music was real bubbling up. You know, Madonna making Vogue, putting some of that gay culture on the map and house music on the map. You know, everything. Comic books was selling millions of units. Arcade still existed, so video games still matter in the arcade. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like now, so it's all that stuff is starting to because we lost a lot of that. Yeah, like she got soft. Yeah, and it's starting to come back, but it's just like it's coming back because the people either they're old enough to remember it or they grew up in it, so they want to bring some of that feeling back. Yeah, no doubt. Well, well, not only that, but like this whole thing of having to have everything at home, so I, so you don't have to leave your house. I think like that really brought like the, not the demise, but just like the end to like a lot of things. But I'm really starting to think that people are starting to have this feeling that even when the economy isn't the greatest, they want to get out the house every now and then 
to just be out and be about and do something. And so, like, you know, that's why you slowly have, in a lot of certain areas, the rebirth of the arcade. And I'm not talking about, like, five things of skee-ball and, like, two things of Dance Dance Re- dance dance Revolution, <laughs> okay? I'm talking about, like, old-school arcade games, completely rebuilt, cleaned, repaired, and everything. You're starting to see the, the slow return in that in certain cities. You yeah, know, bringing, they made for adults, too. Right. Barcades, barcades. Yeah, yeah barcades, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Like we got a joint, we got a joint not too far from here. It's called like the the Arcadium, and it's like a bar, but it's got like about seven or eight arcade games that they cycle in and change like every couple of months. So you know, you get you a nice home craft brew, and you could be playing some Tetris, or you know, play some Zaxxon, or play some Galaga, or some Tapper. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 crazy. So, but like I said, I'm glad that's kind of coming back. Because it's been gone for, I mean, it's been gone. I think it's been gone long enough to be appreciated, to be accepted, to actually be used again. So, so yeah, man. Yeah. So, I just, like I said, it's just, it's still weird to me to see the things that we grew up with when that next phase hit be pushed back into the spotlight again. It's still very, it's still very strange for me to see that because I'm older. You know what I mean? I'm in my 30s now, and it's just, it's weird. Because to me, like in my mind, I'm like, I shouldn't be seeing this stuff until I'm like 50. <laughs> wait, yeah. wait until the day that you're listening to some big daddy Kane on the radio and some young butt comes up to you and goes turn that old man shit off <laughs> then you'll know that you're getting old yeah, you know yeah. what are you talking about this is what well, this is big daddy Kane you're telling me this is old man's music <laughs> but you, I was thinking about it a couple of days ago like I was walking down the road I was listening to uh, I was listening to big daddy Kane and like, I was thinking like uh, if I played this to like a 17 year old this is old people's music nowadays yeah. It's, it's really scary, man. Like It's a really scary situation to be in. And, you know, just stuff we were mentioning before, like we were talking before about um, something ridiculous, like the 50 cent and jar raw beef. How can that be 10 years ago? How can that be 10 years ago, man? That does not feel like 10 years ago. No. But that's like, that's old school nowadays. Yeah, yeah, man. It's like that's crazy. Like 50 blasted him so hard, he put him through a time warp vortex and you have like literally he got erased from history he is now just jeffrey atkins okay (laughs) where is he where is he he's gone you know he is gone he is he is playing he's playing like gangsters in like those christian like those christian gospel movies about the gangster that found a good girl in church okay that's where he's at right now I see him in some Steven Seagal movies. That's when you know you're scraping the barrel. That was like six years ago. Like he went to jail. Like he just got out of jail. He's on a Noriega track right now. Oh, for real? The Birdman, yeah. Are you serious? Look it up like like a track. It's Nore, uh Nore, Ja, and Birdman. Look it oh, up. Shit. <laughs> I don't think I'm good. Who's really? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, Yo, nah. he's done nothing for me since the war report. Like, I think I, I think I'll take your word for it on that one. I, I didn't say it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> I just said if you want to hit Ja Rule, 2013. <laughs> there is a track that exists. Oh lord! I'm not saying it's hot. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying you should really bang it out, but like you were like, oh. 
J- ja Rule exists. He sees he raps something. Yeah, that's that's why you don't listen to that song. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, man. Oh man, that that's yeah, one day I won't get to a fight. I won't get to a fight with a lot of rappers one day. <laughs> I'll be like in the comic convention. Somebody gonna come at me, yo. I'll have Google Glass on this shit. I'll go fucking re-record it. I will get the bad scraps. Like, yo, I heard you on that one podcast. You talking rad shit, son. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Do better. Do better. There's going to be a fight. In your Comic-Con. Julian Lytle. Get to a fight with X-Rapper. <laughs> it'll be it'll be on World Star front page. Yeah, it would be World Star. I'll scream that shit out. World Star. <laughs> <laughs> And then you see a couple a couple hours away at like a little spot that's selling like comic books in the fifty cent bin. J. Cole sitting on the table while Drake's buying a whole a whole box of books for him. <laughs> oh shit. Oh, poor J. Cole, man. Poor J. Cole. I feel sorry for him a little bit. Like. Yo, yo, J. Cole gets We we go too hard on that guy. J. Cole J. Cole gets punked harder than Nas did, man. Okay. Mm. Remember, like Julian, remember when you was calling Nas the Peter Parker of hip hop? Because he is. I think I, I think we need to throw that down to J Cole now. Ah <laughs> uh, man, you know why you could call Nas the Peter Parker hip hop? Why? Because when Nas really go in, he gonna win. That's the thing about Peter Parker. You put on that Spider Man mask. Yeah. You may take an ass whooping, but he literally beats. He's beating everybody in the Marvel universe at least one good time. Okay. J. Cole yeah, ain't man. beat nobody ass, man. He's like speedball J. Cole, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like one of them guys. <laughs> oh shit. Man, damn. He says speedball. He's like, he ain't even at like triathlon slash three D man nah, level. Son. He's not even like one of them like you know what I'm saying, Spider Man influence characters. He's not like static shocker then, you know what I'm saying? He's not he's not a Nova, you know what I'm saying? He's not one of those characters you'd be like, Yeah, yeah yo, I fucks with Nova, I fucks with static. He, nah, he kinda he's kinda like speedball, you know? No, he ain't even like Rocket Racer. Oh, oh man. No. Nah, man. Rocket Racer was a big deal in that 90 Spider Man cartoon. He was a big deal. I was he about sure was. to say, yeah, that cartoon. I wanted that skateboard from that cartoon <laughs> with gyroscopes on the. Yeah, man, I wanted that. <laughs> He's a big Don't deal in the that. Oh, yeah. Oh, snail. Oh, Rocket Racer. But yeah, big up Stussy. They've done well, man. Good for them. Yeah. Stussy, yeah, Stussy, man. whatever they're called, man. Yeah. Whatever, big you know what I'm saying? Them. I bought this shirt. I gave them $40. Mm. Yeah, I, I had to, man. Shipping. I had to. I was, I was like, a little bit pissed off, though. Um, they had, there was a few glaring omissions I thought they could have done with, like, no Juice Crew t-shirt. I could have done with some... Any member of the Juice Crew on the t-shirt would have been nice for me. Like, Dude, that's why you know they're going to do a number two, man, because, like, you yeah, get the yeah. It's like, I don't think... I think Dr. Doom wasn't even in the first set. You had to get the second... We had to wait till the second set come out. It'd be like, motherfucker, Dr. Doom! And you get hyped. And you're just like, here's $40, Stussy. Or, like, Love and Rockets had two sets. It's like, you know how bad I want to freaking... I was so mad I couldn't afford a Love Rocket shirt back then. Mm. I couldn't get my girls the locus on a shirt because I couldn't afford it. You know what I'm saying? That's why they had to bust out the two joints. Watch. I bet you the second set gonna have like they probably gonna have at least Big Daddy Kane on that. Yo, you see? Yeah. I just, yep. I, I want Big Daddy Kane with his getting his hair cut. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. The one. That's the one. Uh, you know what? Maybe there's a bit too much man flesh on display, but the long live the Kane cover where he's about to swim. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a, like, I guess uh, like they was oh it was, was ninety two. There's like there's not a naughty by nature T. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. yeah, naughty by nature was big that back then. Yeah. Dog, real talk. If they came out with a motherfucking MC Hammer T, if they came out with a Hammer T, yes, I'm talking. Don't 
You know what I'm saying? Let's get it started, Hammer. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Let's. Whoop, you don't. Y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand. I would rock that joint as a as a sweatshirt. Yes. Winter time. As you mean, you know I'm grinding. Hammer. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All all I know is is that when these companies started doing stuff like this years ago, remember when like John Blaze got heavy in the Marvel comics for a minute? Yeah, they was yeah. they was trying to live off the Echo shit. Yeah. They, they, they didn't do it. But. Yeah, they, they didn't do it well, but but I will admit this. They had some dope-ass sweatshirt, sweatshirt hoodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still, because, like, I remember I went to Value City because that's where you would, like, once once, once stuff was, quote-unquote, out the cycle, you could go to Value that's City. You go to Value City and pick up stuff, right? Years ago, I got, like, it was like a double XL because it's pretty much, like, to me, it's like a jacket. Um, <laughs> it's like a jacket, but it's a Johnny, it's a Johnny Blaze Iron Man sweatshirt. It's red and it's got like um, the John. Like I think it's either the that's the Bob Layton or John Byrne Iron Man on the front of it flying, and it's got the Iron Man logo on top. And on the side sleeves, it's got these two like um, these two patches, like these plastic patches. One says like Property of Stark Industries, and then the other one's got Iron Man underneath it. The shit is so cold. It's like for real. It's like essentially like a winter jacket, or I wear it around the house during football season if the heat ain't on during the day. It is so fucking comfortable, and it was fly. I never saw anything else by Johnny Blaze from Marvel that was fly. I think they had like a Black Panther joint that was cool, but I could never find it anywhere. But besides that, nah, that that was about it. But like this yo collection is cool. I'm like yo, I can get an iced t shirt. You, oh my God, oh man, oh, I wish they had the power joint. I wish they had the power cover. Yeah, you yeah. know, with the chicken and bikini with the big ass gat. Yeah, I want both sides on my shirt. I want the back part too. My bad, yeah. I just hit the mic. But yeah, yo, the power cover. Oh, I see. I just want pimping ice t-shirts. Yeah, man. Young ice t-shirts. Yeah, man. Yeah. I want a New Jack City. Somebody need to make a New Jack City line of shirts. I want New Jack City. <laughs> Uh, you can help. You should have hit up Warner Brothers for that. You know, I'm really surprised that they don't push that movie as much as much as they push everything else, especially like during anniversaries. I'm really surprised they didn't push that. Uh, you know what? Maybe it's because it's on VH1 all the goddamn time. They ain't got to. <laughs> <laughs> I lost right. I forgot it's got a lifetime contract. My bad. about hip-hop and brands it's very interesting to see vh1 transition into the from the old person music station the over 30 video music channel to the kitschy pop culture channel with pop-up video to let's say i love the 70s i love the the 80s i love the 90s and to what they are now which is the over 30, middle class, maybe a little bit working class, but middle class, upper middle class, black person urban network. Hmm. Because all they show is rap shit from the 90s, love of hip hop, love of hip hop Atlanta, uh, La La's full court press, hmm. T.I., basically T.I. is the Huxtables. It's just everything is black focused, like black rap focus at that. Yeah. But a um, specific age group, not young rap, because yeah. that's for BET. That's for BET. That's for the kids. This is this is for your older brothers and your parents. So yeah, we can afford the nice we got the nice house, we could afford the nice trips. 
So we also want to see the rap artists walking around in the nice shoes and shit. Like yeah. it's amazing to me to see them branded that way. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Like, um, when we were in Vegas a few weeks ago, like we get home at night and we put the telly on. Like, I put on VH1 a few times. One show that. It's it's horrible. It really is truly horrible. But I kind of wish it was in the UK because it was so horrible I couldn't stop watching it. Was uh, Basketball Wives. Oh, yes. Oh, my Lord. Them women are horrible examples of human beings. Uh, the way they were going on to each other was incredible. Like It was like watching high school girls bitch about each other for half hour. Solid. Like, it was just like, oh, my God. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I co-signed Basketball Wives. Put it out. Nah, I feel you. But I know. Hold up. First of all, there's a chick on there. Tammy or whatever her name is. All right, Tammy. This is what amazes me. That we're at the point where people who was on the first real world or the second, the early real worlds, like everything up to five. Yeah. And the early role rules now have jobs, other jobs of television or become career reality stars. Like Tammy is a basketball wife, but she was her claim to fame is because she was on fucking real war too. Wow. And she got that, um, that comedian kicked off because of that shit with the fucking blanket. Right, 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 right. So like, I'm like, I'm like, I saw that when I was a kid. I'm a grown ass person, and I'm like, you're still on. Like, what the, what the? This must be what it's like when you, <laughs> when you was a kid and you saw that um, what should we call it was in TJ Hooker. And did in Dynasty, like what the like what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> like, like, like we were like this shouldn't like this shouldn't ha- this shouldn't happen. Like you didn't expect like that's one thing we talking about. You think about rap going far, reality TV going far. Like now we're at this weird place that I think I saw one of the first people from Roll Rules is on that um Access Hollywood Live on the middle of the afternoon. She's like a co-host. I'm like. Yeah. It's like, how did you get here? Like, what the... F- you had enough... Like, why are you here? Are you here to market to me? Because I remember you in the Winnebago? Like, <laughs> for real, though? Do you know what? I want a real one. I, I don't want to start bashing your fine country because there's so much I love about America. But, boy, apart from the obvious impulse that we get, your TV is whack, man. It is whack tactic. We got some, we got some good TV, but you you you, you have an unfair advantage. You're you're Britain, yo. You got an unfair advantage. Like like everyone loves your TV. Like y'all shit is on a whole nother level. Yeah. Like but we you, we got way too much reality fucking television, man. Way too but, much. You, you know what else as well? Like, I, like I, I'm quite a big fan of the Daily Show. I watch it over here as well. So I was like, oh yeah, the, the, the Daily Show's on. I put that on. How is how is John Stewart or John Oliver it was at the time? How's he coming out with two jokes and then going to ad break and then coming back for another two jokes and then going to ad break? Like, I've never seen so many ad breaks in my life. And Cause, they're, cause, the, they're brilliant. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're so bad. Like, they're like, have you fallen over or have you taken this drug when you shouldn't have and phone this number for these insurance <laughs> guys and they'll do this to you and like were you given this and something went wrong and it was baffling now it got to a point though where i'll be honest like, i was watching the adverts kind of entertained as well the commercials were quite good you know it's like <laughs> these are hype like like we'd, uh, i think it's because in the uk as well we're not a very litigious uh like we don't litigate a lot like the same way that happens in the states like every advert was like do you want to sue someone we can help you <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, oh, okay, yeah, I might come to the States trying to see someone. But yeah, it was, it was fun. Like, but yeah, like, I don't know, man. Like, there, there was some weird TV on. Like, invariably, I just ended up watching ESPN all the time because that was the only place I could get, like, any sanity. But MTV was terrible. Like, I don't even know what's happened to MTV. Well, I know what's happened in this country. It's kind of gone down the toilet. Like, I feel it's appropriate to talk about it, seeing as we were talking about one of MTV's uh, golden eras. Like, it saddens me that MTV is now all teen mums and Jersey Shores and not any music at all. It's very shocking, man. Well, yeah, the M stands for media. Doesn't yeah. stand for music. It's just media television now. That that that's all it really is. And is that is that like legit as well? Like, well, and I don't know if it's legit, but that's what I'm saying. That's that's my that's my that's my perception. Me. You know, that, it doesn't stand for music anymore. They they officially like they officially said it's not music television. It's MTV, and the M has no actual definition. Right. And 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 if you want to watch like any like music on the MTV channel, it has to be like a specific thing. Like MTV, like it used to be called MTV Jams. They may have called it. Still it. is okay. It's still like MTV jams. MTV Jams will play like hip hop and R and B. Sometimes they might play some old school shit to make you happy. Sometimes they have Throwback Thursdays. They got Throwback. Thursdays. Okay, throw, they got okay. like a, they got like a whole block. Like okay, like two or three hours. Well, we'll see. The thing is, like with uh, with Directv, like sometimes we have jams and sometimes we don't. And see, like with Directv, we don't have VH1 Soul. <gasps> yeah, VH1 Soul hold me down. Oh my God, I miss VH1 Soul. See, if if Time Warner didn't take over the cable here, oh no, they always got beef. Like, see, Time Warner <laughs> took over the cable here because we used to have Insight, right? Time Warner took it over. I was like, well, we got to go, and so we and we moved to Directv, and Directv basically gave us everything that Time Warner gave us at a lower cost, but I lost VH1 Soul. And so I was hurt because here's the deal. Here's the deal. I was hurt because the last day I got to watch VH1 Soul, they played they played It Never Rains in Southern California. They played Christopher Williams, Don't Wake Me, I'm Dreaming. Then they took me back with like Bobby Brown, the Roni remix. That extended remix. Like I, it, it was like it was like a farewell tour for me. All right, <laughs> like I was almost crying. Okay, I was I was upset because she was going to lose it. I was going to lose it. I'm like, why y'all playing on this right now? Y'all know I'm about to leave. You know, y'all know I'm about to go. Oh yeah, but it's 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 weird. MTV. All right, the way you can break out MTV is is MTV proper, which plays MTV content. Then it's MTV two. Which you can now basically call the '90s nostalgia channel because they do things like they'll play three hours of Saved by the Bell, followed by four hours of Boy Meets World, followed by four hours of Supreme and the Teenage Witch. They're literally on some shits like, "Do you remember TGIF? Mm. Yes, this is the network for you." Then they'll play like some of the other shows, like you know, whatever, like skating shows or all that other stuff. Or Girl Code and Guy Code are great shows. They play that too. And you know, like Nick Cannon brought back um his his Wild and Out is on there, and then you got MTV Jams, which is their hip hop network, and you got MTV Hits, which is their, which is basically the top forty network. They just play top forty shit, mm-hmm. and then there's MTV Trace, which is their Spanish channel, and then you get to VH1 Classic, which is like VH1 how it was like. 20 years ago and then there's vh1 soul which is basically like 
Love Talks and Slow Jams, the channel. Like, it's, it's just like, I want to just listen to R&B music from, like, 1990, and you're happy. Mm-hmm. And they'll play some rap stuff, too. They play a lot of old, old, old school rap shit. MTV Jams do play, like, a lot of rap music. Like, sometimes if I want to be current, like, if I want to know who the fuck is popping off, I'll turn on the fucking MTV Jams for an hour and just, like, see who the fuck getting played. Like, okay, yeah. that person I don't know. Oh, they, where they from? I'll search that out later. Oh, that one? All right, bet. This one, all right, okay. I don't know none of these people, but I bet you people ten years younger than me do. Back on, on look these people up. That's what I use MTV Jams for. But MTV, yo, they got to they, they're really honest. Like their demographic is twelve to twenty four, and people twelve to twenty four, yo, if they want to watch a video, they got the internet. Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah, why, yeah. Like, why am I gonna wait for a block when I can just go on my phone and just type in a video right and i'll watch it but it's like but like with me sometimes i just like want to just sit and chill and you know and i want to see it on a regular tv now granted now look a lot of these tvs nowadays are smart televisions where you can hop on youtube on your tv to watch a video but the thing is if it's not the official video with that high quality then i'm gonna get a little salty yeah i feel you that's okay. why mm-hmm. vivo got their shit now they got like a they got like the actual network you just turn it on they have blocks mm. And if you got that like in your Xbox 360 or something, or yeah, I mean, was there different set top boxes? Yeah. You just turn that on and go to live. And really, it's like MTV back in the day or the box like it was back in the day. You just got videos like, oh, this is the dance music block. Oh, this is the country music block. And you, they have a time, they have a schedule. You just leave that shit on. I do that shit all the time now. Well, I'm going to have to check my smart TV to see if it's got it on there. Because if so, if that's the case, it's going on there. You know, yeah. but see, I'm you can airplay it. You got you got an iPad or something. You can fuck. You can airplay that bitch to the TV. Oh, you got a you got an Apple TV? No, I don't have Apple TV. No, actually, some of the best twenty five ninety nine dollars you can spend. Really? Yeah, you can airplay shit from your phone and your computer or newer computers, but still, like, but that shit in the Chromecast is going to change everything. It's like Apple TV for Chrome shit. Wow. So, like, if you open up Chrome on your phone, uh-huh. you can airplay that shit to your television. Not airplay, but you can stream it directly to your television. Nice. And it has Netflix built in, a whole bunch of other things built in, like, and it's gonna get better. And that shit is thirty five dollars, and it fits it to your HDMI slot. Oh, and nice. that, that's just the like the thing that looks like a um, a memory stick, isn't it? That you just yep. plug in the side of your TV. I see that in the paper yesterday. That looks incredible. Yes, yeah, thirty pounds or something. They're selling it for yeah. the UK. It's mad cheap. Yeah, mad cheap. That is nice. That the is future. Nice. It's literally like that's like the like. Like all that stuff, Taylor, you complain about American TV. Yo, that's why that shit is in trouble because people was just like, yo, I don't even need that shit. I get this. I spend my cat. I bear my my internet bill. I pay Netflix eight dollars. I play Hulu eight dollars. I pay Blase Blah a little bit of money. That I got all the TV I need. Oh, oh, and and the only thing that has to happen once HBO says, yo, you can just buy our app for X amount of dollars a month, it's over. The game is over. The whole everything is going because to be the, and then and then and then the only thing that will be held captive is sports. Because that's still the only thing that's still held captive. Yeah, I know ESPN's got that thing with Xbox, but I'm talking about like events. That's the only like sports is the only thing that has television like in a, in, in a chokehold. Yeah, but you, at least you can get you can get that for. You, this is the, what I don't, people don't understand. Like you can still get broadcast television for free. Right, right, right. So right. like if you just put some freaking rabbit ears up on your TV because mm-hmm. most of the new TVs got the digital tuner in there. Yeah, you can get a lot of shit for free. But and I think I have a feeling that like HBO goes, Disney's gonna follow suit because yeah. H- they know ESPN is gonna make all the money. 
He will buy ESPN. Yo, well, we'll see. Like, that's the thing. Disney and e, like ESPN because of Disney. ESPN can literally controls how cable works now. Like the money through cable is through sports. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's why your cable rates are so high because of the ESPNs. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, is that Disney will go in and say, listen, listen, cable networks or cable companies, if you want ESPN, you got to pay this. Plus, you have to take these other ESPN channels and this channel here. And this is where the fights start. OK. And see, and this is why a lot of these cable, these, a lot of these cable um, companies want this new Fox Sports channel, Fox Sports one to be a hit to, to buckle ESPN a bit. I'm like, guys, it doesn't matter. ESPN has a lockdown on college football now, okay? You know, they got all the major all the major conferences. So, yeah, NBC uh, NBC Cable Sports might have some college football, but they got the WAC conference. They got the weak-ass conferences. Yeah. Plus, like, NBC still has this, like, infa- orgasmic infatuation <clears throat> with Notre Dame football. And I'm like, why? You know, and I'm like, y'all wasting all that money on that. But I'm sorry, that's another, that's another thing, but... Um, don't even get me started on that. But um, but that's the whole thing. Like sports control your cable pricing, and that's why cable prices are so high. But I'm telling you, yeah, you're right. It only thing it's going to take one player to move, and then everything changes. My shit is fucking Boy Meets World, man. It's a pingo, yo. Yeah, it's a yes, yes. Yo, hold up, Taylor. Yo, did y'all get Boy Meets World, yo? Yeah, yeah, Topanga. Yo, Topanga, <laughs> yo. Yo, Topanga was so right, yo. Oh, man. Like, I, I'm i surprised not enough rappers just be spouting out Topanga right there. Like, I think uh, Childish Gambino had that weird little movie clip, and Topanga was in it for like 0.5 seconds. I was like, word, I fucks with you, Donald Glover. You got Topanga in your shit. Yo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a real life. That's, that's some 90 shit right there. And, 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 Lawrence. and, they, and they're about to come back. Oh, Girl Meets World is going to be a major television event for everybody at a certain age group. It's like this is that's going to be super mid. That's going to be like that's going to be Breaking Bad for nineties people. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's so true. It's so true. And not only that, because I know we're like it's like you know we we just we out here right now. We just out here. We just out in the ether right now. Look, I'm not going to sit here while the rest of America has forgotten about their like five to seven year orgasm they had with Urkel during the nine years Family Matters was on. Yo, Steve Urkel was that dude. Dude, he changed the whole scope of that show. That show wasn't even supposed to be about him. It was supposed to be about the Winslow family and and Carl Winslow. That show was supposed to be about them. Urkel came in, them ratings went up, and they was like, yo, this is the Urkel show now. Yo, the Urkel dance. <laughs> Yo, no. Yo, Stefan Urkel. Stefan Urkel. Urkelbot. 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 And then didn't he have like a ghetto-ass cousin? I think he did. But my thing was when they did the crossover, the TGIF crossover, <laughs> where Urkel ended up in every show. Yeah. He was on Step by Step and fucking um, Joy with Michelle Tanner. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, talking about yeah. uh, 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 Full House. Full House. That shit was that shit was next level. Yeah, that means it was all one universe. Yes, and then that means hold up, hold up. What you mean, hanging Mr. Cooper is in the same area because she's because Michelle takes piano lessons from um, Mr. Cooper's roommate. 
Mm. Oh shit. Oh man. Um, Journey Smollett, who is fine as hell right now, like I, she on True Blood, and I'm waiting for that time when she get butt naked. I want to see her butt naked. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's some, yo, I used to. I, I'm kind of like an expert on TGIF. I used to go. I used to watch that shit every week. But instead of going out partying, yeah, I was being a nerd and drawing pictures and watching TGIF on Friday. Oh yeah, that's you, my shit. We we got we got we got Taylor speechless right now, man. Uh, I know, man. I don't even. I, don't I don't even know. They, I know they didn't even have that shit over there. Like, <laughs> yeah. was, was serious. Yeah. I literally, I, I, the only thing that I like, I heard that I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that. In that whole conversation was hanging with Mr. Cooper. That is it. Like everything else is just totally alien. <laughs> I don't even know what TGIF is, man. Yeah, that was the Friday night block on ABC, and it was like it was just family comedies, and um. And like and like, Mr. Cooper was there for like a hot minute too. And man, you know, what I loved about hanging with Mr. Cooper. This is how, this is how you knew that they was trying to aim. For, like they wanted to make sure black people watched hanging with Mr. Cooper when it first came out. The theme song had in vogue, and they put in vogue in the opening theme song along with Mr. Cooper. Yeah, that's um. But most about hanging with Mr. Cooper was the theme song then. Because you'll never get in vogue back together again. They say breaking up, man. And more, and they got Dawn is on freaking um, on goddamn R and B divas L A or whatever on goddamn TV one or some shit or centric or one of them other black cable networks. Mm-hmm. Don't make no sense. Look that up, Taylor. Look up R and B divas, and you'll be amazed about some of the reality shows we got in America on cable because we got too many damn channels. How many channels are they having over there in the UK? Because I think we got five hundred. We've got uh, we've got five main channels. Which I suppose will be your free-to-air stuff like what, like your NBCs and your CBSs, and then we've got, you know what? On a real, we've just got a lot of stuff that you've got. So like we've got Comedy Central, MTV. Uh, we got a show. We've got a channel called Sky Atlantic, which is basically all the uh, HBO shows all go onto that channel. But we haven't got half as many channels as you guys have, and we uh, we definitely. Uh, there's a lot less channels that are just like some of the channels on on just on your free to air stuff in the US are just weird, man. Like daytime soaps are just a different level in the US. Like <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It's like they look like they're filmed on a micro budget. But oh yeah, because hey, soap operas are filmed on a micro budget. Yeah, that is true. So what's this? R and B divas. Uh, Kelly Price and Dawn Robinson call it quits on R and B divas. Shit, they've left. I don't even know what they've left. But they've left. <laughs> God damn, I'm already behind. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, <laughs> what little mo's on it as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to ja Rule. Oh, you know shit. What I'm oh, oh man. Yeah, it, it's it's kind it's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous, Taylor. So, like I said, well, like this reality TV stuff, you ain't missing nothing. Like I was, I was so thankful the day that like Lee decided to like leave a shit ton of these reality shows alone. She was like, why am I watching this shit? And just like turned it off. And I was like, thank you. You know what I'm saying? I, Cause I just can't deal with it. I, I you know, I, I just can't, I try. He was like, praise Jesus, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh man. All right. Yeah. By all accounts, um, Dawn Robinson, from what I've heard, is a bit of a troublemaker anyway. Like I've heard she was part of the reason why Lucy Pearl don't make music together either. So, well, no, well, it wasn't that. It was that was part of the issue. But the funny thing was, was like the album was out. They put out like one or two videos, like "Dance Tonight" and "Don't Mess with My Man," and then she got kicked out. She got kicked off 
after the second video was done, and they replaced her with uh, oh sh- I can't remember her name for the life of me, me right now. Right she was now. married to Big Gip though. Yeah, she was married to Big Gip though. Yeah. I, know, I know you're talking about yeah. Um, Joy. Yeah, Joy. She got replaced with Joy, and like they came out with that uh, song "You" that had Q-Tip on it and Snoop Dogg, and mm-hmm. um, they was like, just put her in the video instead. And that was supposed to be the new Lucy Pearl, but like, come on, man, it's a Raphael Sadiq project. It normally falls apart, with the exception yeah. of his, with the exception of his solo stuff, which I will admit to is incredible. But like, hey, that Lucy, even that Lucy Pearl album was like, with the benefit of hindsight, when it dropped, it was like, oh yeah, that's all right. With the benefit of hindsight and listening to the garbage, well, the, the majority of the garbage that's out there nowadays, that Lucy Pearl, Pearl album sounds hot. Yeah, like sounds like an absolute yeah. jam. Yeah, it's it's a it's a solid dude. It's a solid, it's a solidly great album. That is a really good album. I think when it came out, I don't think people appreciated it when it came out. Plus, it didn't help that they broke up. Like, how could you though? Like, like yo, that was a good year. Like, remember we were still in the nineties, stuff was still popping. Like, yo, I think Drew Hill just came out with they they it was blowing up back then. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a yo D'Angelo was out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Lauren Hill. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Shit was real strong back then, especially R and B. Like R and B, like I think the ninety, like I think like maybe like the late nineties, like ninety seven to like ninety nine, might be the end of R and B music as like R and B music. Okay, to be quite honest, like that's why Lucy yeah. Pearl you, shit ain't pop. You know, the funny thing what? is, if you, you go by sales, even in, I, I totally agree with you, Julian. Like the late nineties was halcyon days for R and B, like artists that come out in the late 90s that were kind of like overlooked like people like music soul child and bilal if we had like one of them guys come out nowadays they'd be the most creative artist in the r&b industry like we had an abundance of riches and now we've kind of gone down to having really not much at all in the r&b scene it's really sad actually but i just think the whole sound has been homogenized to an extent and the, the the people who are making the real R&B music aren't selling any numbers at all. Or they call what actually should be what we call current R&B, they call it urban contemporary. Like, yeah. there's yeah, no yeah. reason Miguel should be called urban contemporary or the last Usher record should be called urban contemporary or Frank Ocean should be called urban contemporary. Like, no, it's R&B music. Yep. What you're calling R&B music is some bullshit. Yeah. Yo, yeah. And there's plenty of bullshit out there right now. Jesus, it's 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 bad. It's real bad. I mean, like, <laughs> it is, you, you, it's hard out there. You know, I mean, like so there's there's great stuff out there. Like I said, you just gotta look for it. You know, like I said, just you can't count on radio to help you. It's just not really gonna happen. You gotta look for it. Yeah, that's just how it is. It's sad. I mean, like I said, one, and one day we will go into like an arm. We will have an R and B discussion. One day it's gonna happen because yeah, like I'm I'm bringing the heat when that happens because <laughs> like I'm I'm for real man. I got standards. That's the problem. That's the problem, I think, with like a lot of forms of music in general. There's no fucking standard anymore. It's like everything is acceptable because we hit this part where technology brought the democratization of things so people could create things, which is great. But still, there's this thing called taste. And I think you need it. You know what I mean? You, you, know, you should have it. You know, you should have a level of acceptance to say, OK, this is good. This is quality. This is some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the problem. It's like, no, everything is acceptable. No, it's not. No, it's not. Let's be yeah. real here. We, but, we lost tastemakers. Like, we yeah. lost what the official tastemakers are. Like, you can't pay them because the industry is so fucked up in music. And then if you go by the press, like, you can't, like, the press, 
can't because they got to compete with everybody. There's no definitive voices yet, and I think maybe that's what's that's what's going to change. Technology is going to have to change, or people want to learn how to exploit technology so that taste matters again. Yeah. That people can say like, I'm going to fuck with this because these people I trust say this shit is hot. Because like when you go when records leak and the review was up 12 hours after it from major publications. I still have an issue. I think I said that's when we were talking about Yeezus. Mm-hmm. The fact that New York Times had their fucking review up 12 hours after the leak. Yeah, man. Like, you can't review that record in 12 hours. You can't, like, no matter what we feel about Magna Carta, you can't review that shit in 12 hours. Mm-mm. You can't review, and you can't review Run the Jewels in 12 hours. I was like, oh, yeah, that shit is hot. Give me a month, and I'll explain really why I think it's hot. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Uh, can, uh, explain to me why it's really hot. I want to. I want to hear it. I'm excited to hear why Run the Jewels is really hot. Oh my God, Run the Jewels, man! That shit is like getting smacked in the face by like real rap music. Like that shit is like that's to me. If we just go on rap albums, like I'm almost to the point where I'm taking Yeezus and, and throwing it into like some other category because that's. Because right now, to be honest, that's my favorite album right now. Mm-hmm. But Run the Jewels, and I think it's the best rap album from beat construction, lyrics, and flow, and the chemistry between LP and Killer Mike. And it's tight and it's focused because it's like, what, 10, maybe 11 tracks? I haven't listened to it in like a week or so. Sometimes I get foggy on track numbers. But everything about it is so focused. And it's so tight. It's it's like everything we were talking about earlier. When we're talking about other rappers, they don't know how to make a focused record or a focused track. That's like why Papoose ain't hot. He don't know how to make a song. Right. But like, this is dope because LP, even though you don't really know him by rhyming, right? He's a dope ass producer. So you got this producer who's, who can rhyme. He's rhyming on here. You got Killer Mike, who's like, yo, he's. He's fucking with outcasts. He know how to make a song. He's been making songs for years. They sit down and they just craft them like hard hitting, intelligently tight and good to listen to rap music. Strong ass rap music. That's my that's that's my you know quick early paragraph of why I fucks with running gym. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, that's all real talk, man. Like. I, 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 I've got to say, I, just off the top of my head, I, I can't think of another album. Like, I totally agree with the whole Yeezus statement. I can't think of another rap album that's better than Run the Jewels, man. And this is kind of where, like, just going full circle, it's kind of why I feel a bit salty about how excited everyone is over what Kendrick's newest lyric represents. It's like, every single track on Run the Jewels has got a flow from either Killer Mike or LP that I even haven't heard before or haven't heard flipped in that way. And like, so every, like when, you know, I want to go to the USA today and be like, there's the Run The Jewels album. Like, we're talking about real hip hop's comeback. Real hip hop's never gone away, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, and that's why, that's like, I'm not hating on Kendrick or the bar with me. And particularly like, what comes to mind is that Run The Jewels album, man. Like, like it, it goes from being like, out and out, grimy gangster to like hilarious to being a, like just this supreme use of wordplay sometimes all in the same song and Killer yeah. Mike's just serious man Killer Mike's one of the most underappreciated MCs out there yeah 
he might be deep right now. He was like, he might be the underappreciated rap artist right now. Yeah. The man made a track called Ric Flair, which used Ric Flair sound bites. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, and his and the rap music was dope. And his song and the song Reagan, I haven't heard. I haven't heard a lot of people really truthfully explain the issues, especially that younger, younger black people have with Ronald Reagan's presidency better than that song. Hmm. Like, period. That song, that song is damn is damn near perfect. Like, I don't even know if you, I don't even know what you criticize on it. Like that shit is the truth. Like all, all Killer Mike do is he just drop jewels. Like it's like man, like man, like for real. Like Killer Mike is the truth. And LP is a, he's a beast, and I like you know what I'm saying. I never listened to him like him rhyme before, but now that I heard him on his run the jewels, I'm gonna have to take a little bit more of a notice. Hmm. Yeah, man. side note isn't it amazing that Pharrell took over the entire music game yeah yeah in all in all in all pretty much like both you know in all types of genres he hit like like yo like for real it's almost like yo people forgot about Pharrell and he came back like you can't escape this guy like hands down the two biggest songs of the year as well hands down in terms of impact (laughs) He got a track with Nelly, guys. He's a song with Nelly. Yeah, and, and, and he bringing Nelly back. Yeah, and he's, he, dude, he's got Nelly rapping like Pharrell. I know. I saw the video. I was like, "This shit is hot." Like, can I get Nelly off of it? I can just listen to the beat. <laughs> this is amazing. Like, I'll take this track to go. Hold the Nelly. <laughs> exactly. Like Nicki Minaj is on it, and I wasn't annoyed. I was like, "Like, this is." Like Pharrell, what are you doing? His song with fucking with two chains, it's it, it like okay, it's not like I have a hard time listening to a full two chain song because it's like I think you should only be like a hook or like <laughs> a verse. Yeah, but I'm like I'm listening to the whole thing. Why? Cause Pharrell did the beat. Pharrell is amazing. For real, Despicable Me soundtrack. That shit is amazing. Hey man, like you, you can think, and you, he he like worked with Hans. He got like notes from Hans Zimmer on that joint. You know them ones where I'm I'm in my car with my nan. My nan's in the 80s and Blurred Lines come on. And I know that tune's been caned now to a point of nauseam. But when my 85-year-old nan's like, I like this song. I've heard it a couple of times before. I really like it. And I'm like, shit, Pharrell's got my nan jamming out to it nowadays. <laughs> He's getting his grown man music on now. Yes. Yes, he is. Like, shit. Damn it, Pharrell. Damn it, damn it, damn it. You can't be stopped, man. He cannot be stopped right now. It's, it, it all goes in, it all goes in cycles. It, you yeah. know, it's because like that's the thing that gets me. Because next it should be the, the return of Jermaine Dupree. <laughs> because because I'm going to say Jarrell. <laughs> no 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 no. Mr. Atkins isn't coming back. That's not going to happen. Um, but uh, no, it should be the return of Jermaine Dupree. 
I bet you, I bet you he'll, he'll either drop like a sequel to Life in 1472 or or something along that lines that, that hits that 90s sound that people want to hear again but don't know how to. I bet you he brings that back. Mm. I bet I bet you he brings it back. I have a feeling. Um, I think I think Little John may come back. Yeah, he's been gone for a minute too. Like I said, there's a lot of sounds. Plus, you know, the, 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 there's always an up and comer every year. You know, bring bringing a new sound in. That wraps up this episode. You know, you guys, you know the routine. Uh, let them know where they can find you on the internet. All right, you can find me, uh, julianlato.com. It's L-Y-T-L-E. You can find me on Twitter, my first and last name. I go by my real name. You can find me down on Xbox Live, Instagram, like MySpace, anything. And, you know, check me out on punchdrunkcritics.com where my movie reviews go up and we do like a movie show and... Just search, you try me on the internet. You know my name. I am my name, like Marlo and fucking Pusha T. <laughs> I am my name. <laughs> when you hear that on the, the new Pusha T mixtape, yes, my name is my name. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, just find me at Taylor Pivers, P I T H E R S. Um, I'm also on Tumblr, uh, www.cobratoes.tumblr.com. Thanks again for being on the show, y'all. Uh, thanks, no Pat. problem. Good times. Good times as always. And that concludes this week's Black Box. The Black Box is a member of the HHWLOD Podcast Network and is available at HHWLOD.com, where you can download previous episodes of this podcast, as well as Donnie Salvo's Tales from the Attic and John Carroll's The Carroll Chronicles. This podcast is also available on iTunes. The Black Box is also a member of the Comics Podcast Network. If you're on iTunes or the Forum for Geeks, Board, feel free to leave us a comment you can also reach the podcast at blackboxpodcast1 at gmail.com thanks again for listening until next episode dream big hustle hard and never stop